Now, which is there a technically way you're supposed to wear? There it? is. Do you want? To I don't ever know until I put it on. See how it's got the angle. Do you want the angle? There you go. So left and right. Yeah, it says somewhere on there. Right there. I've never even seen that. That's right. That's right. We're uploading that part. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. See, it's all the pre-podcasting stuff that is good. You got the Aragog on your mic. That's great. I'm telling you, man. That's all right. Well, dudes, appreciate uh, appreciate you coming on. We're already recording, so um, good to see you guys. Hey, you we, too. Jiu-Jitsu Unraveled episode. Either you dudes watch by where I had Braden on the other day. Braden, he's uh, one of Eric's yeah, students. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, good talk. I did a private lesson with him while he was here for a purple belt, but his leg got game dudes. It's very off cool. the chain. I'll say this time around at the AGF, which is what we're talking about, I noticed like uh, one of Edwards' matches, he was doing like crazy leg locks and he did a calf crusher and I'm like, is that legal? <laughs> I, is that legal, guys? And then like the other coach, that dude from uh, Lawrence County was like, is that legal? Like, we didn't know because like, man, how uh, AGF does their no-gi division is hard to keep yes. up with what level you can because it doesn't cross over with belts. Mm-hmm. It's time, which is just more to remember that's outside the industry standard. So, so was it legal? Um, oh, was he no key or gi? he he did all legal moves? Yes, yes, he did. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna see about turning you up just a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. I probably need this plugged in, don't I? <laughs> Is it not plugged in? Oh, your microphone. Okay, that's why we can't. Uh, why you probably can't hear us. <laughs> you don't have to have the microphone or the headphones on that. You just take them off. Okay. Can you hear Justin talking to Mike now? No, this isn't. You talking to your mic right now. Oh, hello. I can't not hear you through the... I'm not hearing you through the headset. Yeah. There we go. Try it out. Tenfold. There he is. Loud and clear. Forgot to to turn you up before we started, man. My bad. I need a I need an, an audio engineer in here. It's really ridiculous. Like the when kind I, of guy like on Joe Rogan, he'll ask the guys like, Jamie, "Hey, what a be- yeah, <laughs> you need you need it." Yeah. Well, it uh, you know we have some. I say it makes a big difference. We have somebody helping with the YouTube channel filming now, and like we get more comments, engagements on the videos because he like dynamically mm-hmm. moves around, and it's uh, it makes a big difference. So, so the movement helps. Uh, I think. Well, like it, I'll be like, let's say I'm a stationary camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm showing something over on the other side. You, you're never going to see that. And it's important detail unless I'm like, oh, hey, let's move. Some instructionals are done on a stationary camera, though, but I like the the dynamic mm-hmm. shots. And uh, we've been getting more engagement because people are like, oh, okay, I saw that one thing. That's what I think. Get more comments every week and stuff. So congrats on your victories, dudes. Let's talk about let's talk about your AGF experience. So you guys are both masters division, right? We we tried to sign up for seniors, but <laughs> yeah. there was. There, so you are you can sign up for seniors now, yeah, right? Yeah, so you're years old. You're yeah. forty. Happy birthday! You Thank just turned you. forty the other yes, day. Yes, sir. Um, what's that like? <laughs> just in general. Ah, uh, you know what's funny? I feel like. Um, I started training jujitsu when I was 36. Mm-hmm. So for the first two years, I could train and not really feel it. But the last year, to be honest, like I, uh, 
after we train hard on noon class, I'm ready for a nap like four o'clock. <laughs> every every day I run into Hausnick or McMillan at the kids class and I'm like, dude, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> every Monday, Wednesday. I don't, I feel like that's new, but I still feel like I can do everything. Just uh my body needs I feel like it's I'm at the point where it it needs more recovery. Yeah, yeah. You ever read Danny Drink's book? Mm-mm, I need to. Do you have a copy? I do. I got a signed copy. Yeah, I got a. I got. If you remind me when we get done here, I'll loan it awesome. to you. But it's all about uh, active recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it might not reduce your need to take a nap, but it might reduce some pain levels and stuff. But it yeah, it absolutely. is a good book. It really is. Yeah. <clears throat> and he worked. He collaborated with some other people on it too that were experts in medicine and and stuff like that. Very uh, cool. nutrition. So, but yeah, that's something, man, I'm only 32, but I've been doing martial arts a while, not as long as this guy, but, uh, I'm old. like, man, I, w- I woke up this morning and like, I've been getting these neck procedures done, uh, the upper cervical, uh, spinal alignment and they just, they punched my C1, the Atlas with this little piston, just like, and I'm fine for like three days. But then like my other side, not the side that's hurt, like I got, my range of motion th- this way with no pain is unlike it's been in years, but it makes this over here for like two weeks after insane. Like I woke up this morning is at the AGF, for example, I was like having nerve pain when I would do that. When I would do this, these two fingers would go numb. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's not going on right now, but it's like what he explained it to me is, is everything's kind of pushed back where it should be over here. So, like, my nerves and everything have kind of moved to where they shouldn't be. Mm. And that's part of the process. Eh? This dude's kind of wild, man. He's a specialist. The only guy in Arkansas that does it. Wow. And He's here in Russellville? Moralton. Oh. Which I'm right there every day. Right so, dude sees a bunch of people and is like, uh, his name is Dr. York. Michael Astor told me about him. Very So, good. yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, so what overall, let's say you first, Justin, what do you think about the AGF? Good experience for you? Yeah, I think so. I had a lot of fun. Um, How many matches did you end up having? On I that? had one, two, three matches. So, uh, unfortunately, we had a couple of guys drop out. We were joking had, about. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Taylor? Taylor, had he got hurt in Nogi. Good, I, you know, that's one thing about, and I, I say consistent. I compete once a year, pretty much. I did twice this year, but. Uh, but when you do that enough, I mean, once a year ends up over the years comes consistent. So he, I, I'd roll with him last mm-hmm. time. So yep. that was kind of cool. I saw and he didn't even come and trained with us before yep. we he established. Came, that's right. He came over to uh, talk to McMillan, then came and talked to me. So I was bummed that I didn't get to roll with him. And then we had eleven in our uh, masters division yeah. at first, and then it dropped to five. It was wow. to drop to eight, eight. And then by the time yeah. me and McMillan were the only ones in the line for a while, I was like, well. <laughs> I guess this is what's left of the old guys. <laughs> we were laughing about that because I wonder how consistent that is with that older is divisions. You know, the guys who do no gi and, and a division match, who makes it to absolute. Was that guy that was, I was talking to Roland about that guy's trying to Tomanagi y'all with the double foot Tomanagi. Uh, yeah, was he was he close to you guys' age or was he younger? Was he under like like in I, his 30s? He, he, was in a, he was in the master's division, not the seniors. Okay. Yeah. 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 I bet he was early 30s. First, what do you guys think about that? Like, I get uh, consolidating a master with the senior division. I get, I, I don't like it, but I get consolidating masters with adult. But a reason why people around your experience level with like the AGF, the regional tournament, have stopped, like Jeff Woods and others, uh, Randy, like Randy couldn't even get a match, is they stopped getting a level playing field. 
Like you got to go to like an IBJJF Dallas or something like that to get somebody your own age, experience level, weight. I think we've talked about that yes, before, but have. it's you know like I have I have problem with it when we start like hey man just fight down two age levels or you know which is not the case in you guys' matches, but I remember that guy. I mean he was just a masters level guy, but he's probably early thirties, mm. and he was and the difference in an early thirties athlete competitor and let's say a. Um, 44 45 year old it is can be significant yeah yep. and it can be significant the other way too man you ever had some of those dudes like yourselves with the old man strength <laughs> i'm just kidding you guys you guys aren't old but you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like you you run into somebody and they grab your wrist for five minutes and you're like how are you doing that <laughs> like i've I, like vince Trulock. yeah but he's a carpenter he's though. carpenter he's and he's old yeah and he can hold on he's been holding on to that hammer but yeah. <clears throat> You know, it's uh, that that as I've always honestly like some of the saltiest grapplers I ever went with were over 50. You think they'd like have a little bit less rigidity being older, but I don't know why. It seems like they get more rigid. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about like movement and I want to pin you and stuff. But like also I'm trying not to just be like <laughs> straining all the time as I get older doing jujitsu, you know, mm-hmm. like. But I, I'm very pro having the different age levels at the sport. And then they're not being too much, not ever asking anybody to to compete too far away from their own age division. Because mm-hmm. it's like those kinds of concessions, I don't even know if we should have them. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, just fight this adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you good with that? I mean, it creates a liability. Well, and I think, so I'd offer like the other side would be is like, if you're, if you're doing your jiu-jitsu really well and it's good, then it should work. It should work against anybody. Mm-hmm. So, like as an older guy, and I, I really want to test my jujitsu, and I get out there and I do an open, but the open or the absolute, whatever you want to call it, and I can go against adult masters and seniors at all levels. And if I take first in that, it's like, oh, maybe I've got validation. Something, something, yeah, validation of your jujitsu, and then kind of testing that idea of like strength over technique and see if your technique can overcome in that strength of that younger, faster. More. I kind of took that approach last year. I guess I'd have been thirty nine, and I roll. I, I went in the adult division. The uh, mm. and so, you know, was abs- absolute was all experience levels. It was all masters. Okay, our, 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 the one the one we did the one our, we did this past round was masters. So thirty yeah. thirty and up. Hmm. Did, did they have an adult masters at yeah. all uh, for that for you guys? The because um, I didn't know somebody was asking me, and I don't remember if they absolute. Or, uh, that, yeah, that's what yes, I they did. Jerry Those was in that absolute. one. Okay, okay, yeah, yes, 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 and that yes. had a pretty good bit. Yeah, there were probably eight guys in that one. That was good. Because I was thinking that they were going to consolidate Jerry with you guys, just because mm. that's what they do when there's not very big divisions. Mm. Um, but we had like eleven in ours. And by the time we actually got on the mat, it was five. Because yep. like, well, heck, one got injured, no gi, mm-hmm. and then one, the other guy in our weight division got injured. And so he was out yep. and then they lost another two or three along the way so yep you know just dropping like flies and that's one reason why i was always i remember in the past i've messaged them saying put me in the biggest division because i'm with you brian i think there's and i'd like to be matched up at someone kind of similar season of life and all that age rank all that but at the end of the day, you want matches. I mean, you're paying ninety dollars to go down there. I don't. Yeah. I don't want a match. Mm-hmm. Um, I want as many matches as possible. Because for me, I mean, everybody has a different why for competing. But for me, I'm uh, I'm looking to challenge myself and to learn more about my game, uh, to break suit through some hurdles that I feel like I have. 
uh, and to expose my flaws and my weaknesses because that tends to happen pretty easily in competitions. And so I'm good with rolling, but uh, it was nice to, to – I attempted to sign up for seniors, and that was kind of fun. Uh, and then, of course, it worked out where, you know, it was masters, and that's good. But it's kind of the nature of the beast with small venue. I mean, it's just, you know. It is. As I said, Randy, a belt level or two up from you guys, uh, was a brown belt, so two um, – and close to your age, but he just couldn't. There was nobody there for him, yep. and that's no, the. It's only like two or three black or brown belts in the whole thing. I mean, I, there wasn't, I, that is interesting. I Ke- feel like Kevin Williams had a brown belt in his division. Yeah. White, I feel I, I'd be curious to see. I feel like white belt's going to be your biggest, as far as AGF here, the ones in Conway. Mm-hmm. This is my only experience, but white belt tends to be the biggest. Uh, blue right there with it, but after that, it it trickles fast. Like, I the, didn't see the belt any, level goes up in the age. Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw maybe two purple. I mean, I hardly saw any purples and any browns, and I saw two black belts went. But I mean, I did purples and browns. Was, it was pretty slim. I was talking to Josh Root. You know, he's a purple belt, mm-hmm. and but he's a smaller guy, so it's kind of weird. Like, so the the smaller people have more people, and then the larger. He is kind of a weight for a sweet size to be yeah. a lot of people. Or, yeah, he's in a, he's in a good. So that one ninety and below, you always get a lot of those people. But when you get like to the 235 and below you'll get some people but then the 235 and up it's just like that's the one, the one I'm in you don't see a lot of folks in there But how much do you weigh Justin? I was about 230 when I went to the competition I was I was trying to be in the 2 to 220 to 235 if I'm eating healthy I'll be 225 227 but when I found out <laughs> I joked with McMillan I got bumped up to the big boys I said man it don't matter anymore man. I'm, I'm gonna eat some cookies up to, one ni- or up to 999 <laughs> pounds right. or something like that it's like weigh in man I'm not even worried about it <laughs> but I actually actually I weighed in I weighed in at 228 that day so nice. yep. yeah. but Root was talking about he has to go to Tulsa and other places yep. at his purple belt level just to get like enough matches is that an AGF in Tulsa uh, do you know if that's regional? what he does it's a regional is that right well, I don't know what they do. I don't, I don't, I don't understand all the, the, all the nationals. They do. I think it's it's regional, but I, I just that's always been their tournament that they've received the most pull on. Yeah, they do it it's as a two day event. This tournament was was ran well. I was happy with when we got out of there, but uh, I was afraid that we were going to get out of there later, kind of based off some of their scheduling. Uh, yeah. Just looking at the forecast, but um, some of some of their tournaments are doing two days now. And Tulsa mm-hmm. Nationals being one of them, but Tulsa also always has good competition. They pull a lot from Texas, which we're AGS out of. They pull from Arkansas. Is that they, the one they do in December? Yes. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. there's there's always man. I can't tell you how many times we've competed at Tulsa AGF. Um, maybe done a couple in August down there, but they've never had that. And uh, I beat you, Jeff, there. So. Yeah, but there's a they, they have that new one they do now. The Fuji, I guess, does. Yeah, yeah, they've done uh, two in Northwest Arkansas now. The Fujis. Yeah. So. so there's a lot of competitions around if you want to go, but like Arkansas used to get a small pool to pull from. It's the only issue. What's crazy is I mean AGF. Uh, well, they're having another grappling tournament at the Expo Center here in Arkansas. Here in a couple months, Grappling in Industries. Yeah. yeah, you saw that. Yep. Yeah, February twenty second, maybe. But everybody that's doing that has AGF to thank for that. AGF is the first person, the first tournament that was a regional tournament, not mm-hmm. just like a state ran or something like that, to bring an organized jujitsu event to Arkansas. I, I was at the first one. Is at Jacksonville? Um, this I can't remember what year that was. Probably twenty fifteen. Jacksonville oh, that young 
Yeah, I mean, it, it really wasn't like so. Wow. Like for more times than not, me doing jujitsu in the states. I mean, it, it would have been when I was a purple belt that the first tournament happened in Arkansas. I remember competing at purple wow. belt. So probably four or five years ago. <laughs> but um, before that, there, there we only had to travel. So it's nice, but then um, <clears throat> I wish they would space the AJS further out, six months apart on Arkansas. I think they would get more pull mm-hmm. on that. So that one, this one was good. I thought this, this one's usually the big one. I thought this one was a little smaller than last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the stats are, or they just had it scheduled better and more spread out. But And I wasn't there at the beginning of the kids either. May have been a bunch of people left. Yep. So, um, But they've, uh, they've really grown, having to going from – the, their I was at their first event to where they are now in Springfield mm-hmm. and they had AJ Brandon Motley competed at it so I want to say it's blue belt but they've really exploded so um, what did you so you guys are in the same uh, belt division in your weight class mm-hmm. right which you got consolidated so what do yes. you guys think about consolidating of weight class it's kind of same you at the same place on that versus the age division you're just like yeah I, I, so for me it doesn't matter because i'm at the 99 pound level the 199 all the way up so like me consolidating the lower weight class that's an advantage for me but i think <laughs> i don't know what they think about that like some guy showing up but it because i was the only one in my division and then I think that being consolidated was good because, like Justin said, like you go to get matches. Yeah. And I would have fought at purple or white or brown. I don't really care. I'd have fought whatever just to get a match and get that experience and get that time on the mat outside of the of the academy and stuff like that. So that's what I'm there for, just to kind of get the some time on the mat. But I, so sorry for robbing you of that match in that three man bracket. <laughs> while, no. we're, while we're on it, because that's what I wanted to kind of talk no, about. Is some of yeah. these weird oddities always come up, yep. um, and and particularly they tended to come up in just you guys' divisions, which they're scraping together. Yeah, so you guys can get matches, but how did so like there was a three man bracket. Well, it's unfortunate we actually had a four man bracket. So in there, you know, it was yeah. a little bit of a bad situation because that's the one where Taylor, right? Yep. He he me he and I were set to go against each other, and the McMillan and the other guy, which was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so winners meet in the finals. Then Taylor drops out, or he just he didn't drop. I mean, he gets hurt, has to drop out, and so that's what put us in that spot. And you know, it's funny because I was thinking about it afterwards, and I appreciate you doing what you did. I, it was the right thing, by the way, because you know I got to thinking if if me and you do that match, yep. And you beat me, We're and done. you and you yeah, but no, 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 not necessarily, because technically that winner, I was thinking would go to fight him, right? And I'm thinking, well, how does that work? That means you just all of a sudden got a double elimination bracket, which works out pretty cool. Like sign me up for that one, right? Mm-hmm. So I did think that it was the it was the right thing to do. It gave me a chance to go against somebody new, and it's just the way it worked out. Essentially, by that guy getting hurt, and I don't, I'd be interested how they do that with a three man bracket not on you know they're having to come up with that on the fly because they didn't know he was hurt i wonder what they do with the three-man bracket typically do you know Uh, it could turn out the way it turned out with you guys but you're supposed to get two matches uh as far as i know unless they've changed it but uh, i feel like even uh, maybe that's just what the i think they do it's a two-man bracket too but um and they've changed since the beginning. They've changed it, so yeah. I'm not quite sure yeah. what their standard is. I mean, is. really, what everything we're talking about is just the unfortunate nature of a smaller event. I mean, mm-hmm. when you don't have as many people come in and you end up with – because it worked out, like, for example, we had 11 people in our absolute division, 
and then we ended up with eight, and then we ended up with five. But you can work it out with five. Yeah, <laughs> you know that it, you got some options. It's hard when you get down to three. You know, it just it just becomes, it really is. It two it just, two it, and three people divisions. It is what it is. Or yeah. one person division, you consolidate it, yeah. and it creates some weird issues yep. because of of this and that. Yeah. Was that this is the same division that the dude got headbutted in, right? Yes, yeah. that was a match. Yeah, that was your first. That was our first it match. Was first totally match. incidental. Oh yeah, right? incidental injury. Uh, but I felt like there's a few things surrounding that. Like one, like that tournament needs to do a better job at when someone gets injury about pulling the plug on that person competing anymore. Because here's what I would fear as a business owner may happen. Uh, I use. I was telling somebody about this the other day, a couple of tournaments ago, and Clint Clark was the ref. Somebody was getting taken down and put their hand down behind uh, them. But they were kind of turning so it didn't snap their elbow. But it hyperextended it. Yeah. And they screamed. That's a verbal disqualification. Yes. Which your guy being like oh shit or it, like he he just like in the middle of the match because he was tired resorted yeah. to cursing about it and it's like dude are you okay because you're down there laying on your belly underneath this dude swearing in a jiu-jitsu sport match which i think there's no place for i don't think you should it, it, coaches can talk to the referee athletes should be grappling not talking not anything and um, I kind of, I was like, man, like, okay, so whatever. But then after that, uh, that, that I think that was a late, was that the match that the headbutt occurred in? or yeah. was it, Well, th- I thought that dude had a concussion. He probably did because they said he went over to the side and he was kind of throwing up and was nauseous and having some trouble. That was after, that was after we rolled. Mm-hmm. So that was after that bracket was done. But he also said like, during the match like he couldn't see and he couldn't focus yeah i mean even after the fight after you the match was over like two minutes after the headbutt and he was given a little time to recover but he staggered when the match was over and i was just like Mm -hmm. but the thing with that guy put his arm down clint was like oh let's get the medic to look at him and it was like we'll restart the match and i was like no the match is over you just stop to check on the health and well-being of somebody that verbally is dis- they're mm-hmm. they're disqualified by a verbal submission. Go talk to the owner. And they they stayed with it but like in my mind here's how I think about it. I'm like that student has a concussion or that person has a broke arm. They decide even in their own fruition that they want to keep competing, but then they have a brain injury and they die. Or it turns out, because this happened, like I remember one time we had Ryan Erickson. He would never tap to anything, if you don't remember him. But one night, he wouldn't tap to Vince's arm bar, and Vince broke his arm. And he just like let it heal kind of funny and ended up finding out he broke his arm sometime later. <laughs> oh, well, that was on the AGF, Doc. I got these records and everything. They let me go back in mm-hmm. and continued my match procedurally. Yeah. So if it was up to Clint Say... That match would have gone on, even yeah. though it's against the rules, and then that person can then turn around and sue that corporation. They no more AGF. Well, it's the same thing with the blood incident, which I'm sure you're going to want to talk about. But that's, yeah. I mean, you know, having some, you know. <laughs> I think I was freaking your, which your wife is a nurse, so I don't oh, think I yeah. could freak her out. But no, she was just like, I brought it up, and she was like. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She said you, she was telling you all about it. Like, you know, do they tell? Yeah, this is. Well, okay. So, because of one incident in this state. In boxing, not even in MMA, every amateur 
MMA fighter now has to submit a blood test in the state of Arkansas. Yep. Grappling is not regulated as a state sport. Therefore, yeah. So that uh, that would be in your absolute division, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. um, that guy's injury had occurred in a previous match. Yep. His weight class. So even if you were going by the rules, say two two stops, they don't clarify on whether or not that's in the same match or a different match. But the, they stopped him twice in your match, correct? They did. Yeah. Second stop should have been a DQ. Whatever. Um, but then he's bleeding on you later in another match. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know you guys don't care, but it's like nobody cared until they realized that there had been this boxer from Florida that had falsified a blood test, come to Arkansas. They had tested positive for HIV in Florida, came here, submitted a falsified drug test as a pro to, com- to compete in boxing here. And this all comes out, and now everybody's got a test. Yeah. You know, all because one person broke the rules, but it's like, oh, people that break the rules, they don't go to juicy tournaments. Guys, just fighting. That's my thing. It's mm-hmm. like, um, those those types of rules, uh, they're in place because they create liability reasons. So I'm just like, man, bloodborne pathogens, hepatitis, HIV, whatever it is, like, mm. I don't want any of my students to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to deal with it. It's like, this dude's bleeding all over the place. Don't just clean him up and let him keep going. That's wild, <laughs> man. I was kind of like, I didn't make a big deal about it, but like, it, after the fact, like, it's like, that's a little... I know. I think, you know, it's funny because we're both probably just enrolling mindset. Yeah. And then you process it later. Like, (laughs) well, and he probably was too. Dude, you know, know, he was probably just like, I'll clean my mouth so I can finish this match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a mouthful of blood. Yeah. But the first guy, our poor division, we had already dropped out a couple before we got to it. And then during the matches, even the first match, that was two other guys. That wasn't us. No. But uh, he he got a bump on his head, so they're out there cleaning you know, <laughs> cleaning him up. Oh, it was funny. One later in the day, like that, just like with Taylor, yeah. um, like I was texting him, he's telling me what's hurt, and I was like, that hurts on me right now too. I was like, you need a Theracane, dog. Sent him a picture of my Theracane yes. when I got home. I was like, I wish I would have bought the one with two hooks on it. You know, they make one that's like got the S curve. But later in the day, especially you get guys like Taylor, man, he's had, I don't remember how many MMA fights, but he's, he's a veteran. Yeah. I mean, he's done this a lot. Mm. He's trained a lot. And that mileage starts adding up on the day, but then overall, mm. right? That's why, man, that's why I like the IBJJF format because you go and you're pretty much guaranteedly, if you go to like Dallas, you're going to get your age, weight, experience level, and you only go to absolute if you medal in your division. Oh, wow. So the absolute is... Is that automatically included? Like you pay an entry fee? As far you, as I know, if you... It, it, this is... Uh, I'd have to triple check. It's been a couple of years since we went to an IBJJF, but we've done a bunch of them. Is if you medal in your division... You go to absolute. You go to absolute. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You don't pay... Except Randy was texting me the other day. He's like... Oh, he's saying he didn't have any matches. He's like, yeah, man, I just... Guess I won't get my free shirt <laughs> that I'm paying for. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Jiu-Jitsu term is a weird place. Like, yeah. you are the entertainment... But you pay to provide the entertainment, and they charge people and you to take part in it. Like, all they furnish is literally mats and then those people that don't know the rules. <laughs> and, man, I will say that more than anything. It's like, with me, too, it's like, at the end of the day, and my, my only job is to really know the rules and coach. 
But at the end of the day, my mind's melting. Luckily, I can still spot inconsistencies, even if I've been coaching all day. And we didn't coach coaches me. I've coached like 30 people in a day before. But those referees do not like that referee that um we overturned the side mount reversals we'll talk yeah. about that um because you can only get points for a sweep from a guard um but that guy had been refing all day the other ref that um we had the issue with uh not getting back mount points yep. okay so let, i went back and looked at the video, further clarification the further clarification on that match I should have said something because I did not speak up about something. Yeah. You should not have been restarted in the back mount. Hmm. You were down five points. It was five zero. Is that correct? I believe so. You didn't get back mount points. You got over by out of bounds, but you had a collar grip. I did. That's yeah. a submission. You cannot be restarted in a submission. Hmm. So they restart. They made a new rule and I actually like it. They restart you from standing. They give you two points. So you should have been so that so you should have been given six points. Yeah, because I went back. So they they talked to me at the sideline and they said, "Hey, you have to hold back mount for three seconds." Which now, mean? what's interesting is I went back because Brooke recorded it. It was four solid seconds, I, and he, I mean, I, and we're not anywhere in danger of him. I mean, I found it very interesting. So when we went back to the middle, my opponent strategically shifted his hips so that my hooks were. It, I almost naturally went to that body triangle because I, I didn't want him. I wanted to control him, but he shifted it. it we weren't we're talking last like under we, 60 seconds. Yeah, we were not too. in the same position. Mm -hmm. So essentially I knew, I when knew I was didn't down. have the collar grip when you reset it. And I told him, I mean, I, I was, I told the ref, I said, Hey, I had a choke, you know, and, and I don't think it was interesting because it all happens quick, but he, we started in a completely different position. I mean, you know what I mean by that. And so I that do. was, I do. The good news is, I mean, I, and I was in a weird spot. I didn't want to say anything because you didn't have any points on the board. And I was freaking out about you not getting back mount points and trying to call for that. I didn't want to try and call for the other rule they weren't observing, which is you can't get restart in a submission. You have to restart them in the middle from standing, which would have yeah. made the score six to five, yeah. Justin, yeah. with 60 seconds yeah. left to go. But still, we start restarting from standing. Anything could happen. I just like because you didn't have any points on the board, and I was like, "We need to get a submission yeah. win." So yeah. like, I was happy with you restarting on the back mount. Yeah, yeah. And I got. I mean, we got the. I mean, you got the submission. It was fine, but I, that was interesting. I don't know how the ref missed that. I mean, how he counted. He was. Uh, it, it, many refs from that mat. Uh, many complaints from that ref on that mat that day. One, I observed. Two. I don't recognize that ref. I hadn't seen him. Doesn't mean he just might not ref in our region. Yeah. But uh, there was some other issues I'd seen. Yeah. Neither here nor there, but um, <clears throat> that was a weird match. Weird match for that reason. And then that was also um, – was it your match that he – or your match that he was cussing in? And then his I think coaches, it was my match. That and was then the I, one where he – Yeah. Well, I was just like – Because he – when they were trying to, because it's like, well, he won. It's like, yeah, but w like we almost just lost. Yeah. If they would have restarted it from standing and not given you back mount points, exactly. you would have probably lost. Yeah. Or you would have thrown him, got on top, got some points, and it would have been like a one point victory or something. Or it, it, but yep. they still, it was still, yes. you were zero points on the board. Well, yeah. So it was just a weird match, and then I'm just like, dude, if you guys want to be technical by the rule book, when your guy opened his mouth, he yeah. should have been disqualified. Yeah. 
Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to talk to you. I'm here to be sure these guys do the rules. But I thought like that coach was like wanting to fight me or something over all this. And I was just like, dude, I'm just, just not talking to you anymore. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't swear at him. I didn't say anything to offend him. I was only trying to communicate with the officials yeah. and get, get the uh, Chris Westfall or Chris Carlino over there so they could deal with it. But that's the stuff that I don't like about these tournaments is these alpha male. And it's just like, dude, there's rules. Let's just follow them. It's just a nature of people. Human errors. Anytime someone challenges that you might have done something wrong, (laughs) the nature of people is, you know, it's very resistant to that. You telling me I did something wrong? No, I didn't. You know, it's this this instant like uh, defense of, and you know that's part of it. I mean, you, but you did the right thing. You, you they were there were points missed, and I appreciate you know that me and McMillan were talking about that later. It's like our mindset is rolling, and yep. and and we appreciate you know you you were doing what's right and you did it respectfully, and that's all we can ask from you as a coach is to to we can't play that role. We can't. I can't be sitting there telling exactly. the ref like, hey, why both. didn't? So I just okay. He wants to reset us from here, and I don't know. It's interesting because I actually see. I did, I don't know the rules. I mean, I kind of go into those terms. I'm like, yeah, I'm either going to submit this guy or it he's going to submit me. You saw what Edward said. He's so, like, well, you know, those other matches went to points, so I didn't technically lose. What's interesting is when he said reset. You know, not knowing the rules may have worked in my advantage because I just went to the middle and laid down. Like I'm, I'm, I worked hard to get that dude's back. I'm keeping that dude's back. Instead of, hey, so, don't we restart from standing Yeah, yeah I just laid down. So he came over there. I took his back. I was like, hey, now I have more. You know, I wanted, I, I didn't want to lose that position. I feel like I worked hard for that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you but, want to be compensated for yeah. the positions you work hard. Yeah. That would be, I mean, imagine you hitting that sweet Heatha and then not giving you two points. <laughs> did I get two points for that? Yeah, yeah you should have. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, okay. I so don't, I don't know that they did. I don't, did you? No. The first Heatha, the first Heatha you didn't. I'm talking about the Heatha okay, okay, in your yeah, last yeah, match. Yeah. Of the oh, day. yeah. He got the points for that one. But there's one where Heatha, where he kind of scrambled and got up. Yeah. 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 That was the first one. Because you got a the three second rule, you know you got to yeah, hold, hold them, hold them for three seconds, stay on top for three seconds. Um, if you pass the guard, you got to get past the guard and flatten them, right? Uh, but that brings to some two points, two point rules. You can get two points for three things, four things in jujitsu since AGF makes all these fancy rules that nobody else recognizes. Um, which I, I will say they did. Uh, they're calling now for in the IBJJF and ADCC for a push out rule. Like, oh, you're getting close to out of bounds. Mm. Two points for me or whatever it is. Like, Someone like oh, you want to you wanna stand close to out of bounds? I'm just going to push you out of bounds and you're going to be penalized for fleeing. Mm. Right? Yeah. So AGF is trying to do that with, uh, oh, you went out of bounds while submissions on. That's a controversial uh, issue. Like, what do you do? Can you restart them in the submission, the momentum? Because like what you said, like you got restarted in a different position technically. And I will say too, it's a liability to restart somebody. So let me restart you in this fully hyperextended arm bar. <laughs> Are you dudes ready? When I say go, you're going to break this dude's arm. Ready? <laughs> Is that, there's some holes in that system. Yeah. So they, uh, I like what AGF has done actually. And, and the industry is trying to solve that problem right now. But in the sport, you get two points for a takedown or a throw. Single leg, double leg. He's a Garuma. Haragosh, whatever. You also get two points for the knee on belly. Okay, so if you hypothetically, you throw somebody to, you to hip throw them, they land in front of you, you put them in knee on belly, it's four points. Okay. The third thing, 
or fourth thing, if you're AGFs and you get two points for getting restarted standing, is a sweep, which has to occur from a guard. So the best way somebody explained to me is if you're under side mount, you cannot, that they're like, oh, you shouldn't have been there, bro. So, so you can't get reversal points if you reverse from underside to side. You only get side control points for passing the guard. So that being the case, it, it, let's say here's where it gets confusing though. Let's say I escape side and I put you in neon belly. Two points. I escape side, I put you in mount. Four points. I escape side, I take your back. Four points. It's only when I escape side and put you inside or land or like replace my guard or something like that that is nothing happens, nothing occurs. So <clears throat> this was in your absolute match. Yeah. Okay. So what had happened, uh, this is funny too. First off, I need to learn Portuguese. <laughs> Okay, because they don't listen when I speak my English Arkansas words. But when that Brazilian guy came over there and started freaking out, they just shut everything down to talk to him pretty much. That's how it works at the IBJJF. So, I mean, there's the industry standard for you. <laughs> like, I remember one time um, the ref was like, that day was like, yeah, IBJJF, like, pans or something. Like, I'm not talking to you. And then right before Cora's match, or after one of Cora's matches, she had just fought this girl from uh, Galvao's gym, Angelica Galvao was coach. And he's over there like, she's like freaking out about something in Portuguese. We don't know what she's saying. Something about retying the belt or something. And, and she's freaking out on this ref. And I was just like, dude, you, you're not supposed to talk to her. Like you, you refused to talk to me earlier. But it's just like those, those sort of inconsistencies. But what had happened is you had uh okay so previously you were under uh let's see how who is who got the points first because you and the other athlete were awarded side mount reversal points both of you were yeah you were rewarded second that's how it went okay so then this bruno caesar guy starts freaking out oh you can't do that and i'm like yes i know i'm in the middle of saying the same thing because of this so it was actually him throwing a fit about it and overturning it so i went over there when they were talking to it so the match ended up being what three two or something like that yeah, it was like yeah so but the ref was like admitted to messing up on the second one that bruno was freaking out about so i just said chris westfall that right there proves that he does not know this rule that i just explained to you guys he doesn't, he doesn't know. He's uncertain. You can only get two points for sweeping from a guard. Did my guy or, or, or that guy have a guard either in either instance? No. There you go. That's all I had to say. And then it was like, because this, this second instance that occurred proved that he didn't know the rules. So the officiating in general is, is, a, is an, it, it to err, it, it's human to err. But these types of errors, they got to go away. Uh, in my opinion and i'm not saying i'm not saying i have the answers but it's like that dude had been on the mats refing all day well they rolled all the mats up (laughs) i was in one of of my matches and uh i kind of it's funny i mean you're thinking about the role obviously but but i thought i remember seeing like man there i saw the uh the the, the plastic fences yeah the fences man they're just rolling by it's like wow okay all right Getting us out of here. That's good. Man, always too. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, it's always intense like that because you're like the last match. Yeah. Everybody's watching. Everybody's freaking out, especially when it's an exciting match. Yeah. Like I've been in those matches at the end of the day when they're tearing people, uh, tearing things down. Everybody's watching. And it's, it's, it adds like a little bit of anxiety to it, honestly. I mean, you're already, but it's just like all the focus is on you instead of you and like six other mats. You know, it's, it's exciting it's though. Good. You know, like where else can you go do something like this? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, there's stuff out there, but for people that get out of uh, high school, and I know you had some college sports too, but then what? Like, what is it? CrossFit? There's some things you can do, but like, not like this, not where you can like go still be on a team, get some individual uh, rewards and improvements. And that's what's so cool. I tell everybody, I'm like, I I give them a a weird analogy. Martial arts is kind of like golf. You practice with the team, but when you go out, it's just you. You know, when you go compete in golf, it, I mean, it's you. It's yours. You're the, you're the one trying to uh, to do well and, and make a name for yourself or whatever. And like, yeah, the team will look good, team points and all that. But it's it, ain't nobody out there swinging the club for you. Hmm. And that's uniquely different to basketball, baseball, um, where it's like you got a bunch of people out there working as a team at the same time. Whereas at the gym, we're all coming together working as a team. But really, you're there for your own reasons, and especially when you go out to compete, that is you. That's mm-hmm. all your individual sport. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anything else exciting happened we're not talking about? What happened? With the Bloodborne Pathogens, the side mount reversal. I'm a little disappointed the blood, the that uh, I had my opportunities to, if I won my first absolute match, we would have faced in the finals. And I'm a little sad that didn't happen. I wanted competition, McMillan, and I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different than Roll. Dude, what gym. probably would have happened is you would have been doing this. Oh, and, I would have gotten thrown. And then there would have been a throw. And I would have gotten thrown. I'm 100% certain I would have been thrown. Yeah. But uh, yeah, That last guy just sat down. He's like, I'm sitting down. I was like, all right. <laughs> Dude, okay, let's talk about that. I was impressed by that. I've been bragging on him this week at the gym because, like, well, I was impressed by you too, dude, because, like, for you to surf out of his lift like you did, that's impressive. Mm. Like, that's impressive sensitivity because he lifted your hips up. Let's say those are your hip bones. You were like, oh, yeah. You just mm-hmm. surfed out of it. And I do that on my low level passing game a lot. It was almost like you did a little mini back step. Yeah. I do that same thing when people are like, Uki Waza in me. I will mm-hmm. kind of surf out. And I remember the first time I saw somebody do that, I was a, I was a purple belt. The guy's name was Dan Vautenduced. He's a guy who's in here from D.C., worked at the nuclear plant. He was a purple belt, super legit. His coach won an Andre's black belts. And I threw him with uh, uh, Uki Waz at the time, which is like my jam. I has landed on everybody in tournaments. And he did that, and I was just like, <laughs> like, that, like that meme with the puppet. It was like, how'd you get out of that dude but uh, great sensitivity but and then on the match that he went with you he did the same thing Mm -hmm. and dropped you down into that arm bar Mm -hmm. and then too you did textbook about you really i didn't feel like you strained your back to achieve posture on that but you did good about getting your hips up under Mm just like you buck hip throw or something and shook him off and that was pretty deep arm bar Mm -hmm. i felt like the entry that he did i was like that's creative I, I haven't yeah. thought about 
I've seen people will do that and they'll drop you into armbar, triangle, and omoplata. And then they, in jiu-jitsu, they call it, there's a, the sweep and they call it the, the sweep you into the armbar. Um, but the helicopter sweep or something like that, I've mm-hmm. seen. It's been, a, it's been a long time since I've been to a seminar where we learned it's in the, that's in the Hickson book too, though, uh, which I found, by the way. I lost my Gracie Jiu-Jitsu book, and I was like, "Man, Alan, do you have this book, dude? Did I loan it to you?" It's, there's too many martial martial arts books in there now. Yeah, I couldn't find it, but um, it's it's one of those techniques. It's iconic. But I thought that was cool how he was strategizing using the. I like the two feet in the hip Tomonagi anyway. Mm-hmm. I like foot in the middle, and then I like one foot on either side. But uh, that's a pretty cool little strategy. He liked the Tomonagi. Yeah, he did a good job, and then I worked. I was really happy. I had a um, well. I've been rolling with Josh Root, and he's good. Yeah, he is, and he was helping me. Somehow, one day, I don't know. I got his gi the in, like through his leg, and I'd kind of wrap. So this leg's behind, and I kind of had the the gi there, and we were. I was trying. So I basically ended up standing up to a single leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we rolled like three times, and I kept catching. And he was like, "Dude, you need to." Keep, he's like, "Whatever it is, like I have a really hard like I couldn't take him down because he's so." I mean, he's absolutely got a lot of balance and he's strong as an ox. And but I, he's but he was great wrestling. But he's a great wrestler. So, but he told me he's like, "Hang on to that." So I kind of took that. He said, "That's really good." He's like, "Man, don't." He's like, "So you're like in half guard when you're doing this, or what?" So we were. He had. Um, I had got. He did the little tomanagi or he tried the tomanagi. I did the little float out. Mm-hmm. It was something to a scramble, and I think I did get in half guard. I, I remember you standing see. up, yes. And at one point, I knew I was like, if I can get this guy's gi uh, around uh, through his leg, I'm good. And I got it. And so I'd been working with it. And I got it, and I stood up to the single leg, and I thought this is perfect. But man, he and I hesitated, and just like it's what you do, you learn from your game. But in that hesitation, you know what he did? He did the counter, which is perfect. I mean, he did the uh, it's like a sumigashi. Maybe you just mm-hmm. sit down and just yeah, roll him back. Yeah, yeah. And he hit me with. It, I thought. Yep, I waited. I mean, I was like, I missed an opportunity. I worked hard to get that single, and then I just, in that quick hesitation, he he got it. That was good. That's too, man. And I know, like, you, the, I was, I thought that this AGF was, um, I thought you had fewer, like, uh, head-scratching moments in mm-hmm. your own personal time out there. Like, before, I know that you had some, like, a couple of frustrating instances in a couple of your matches, and those things always happen, but... I felt like uh, just like in your last two tournaments, it was kind of like we talked about that line, that spectrum of aggression and complacency. And there's always going to be those micro little places where you should have done something. But, man, that, like, uh, was way less apparent. Like, Mm. I I felt like, honestly, last time, like, you might have been a little too relaxed. Mm. And I've done that, too. I think you're right. I have done that, too, because you're trying trying to be relaxed (laughs) because – You've probably had a match where it's like, man, I was. Way That's too. the one where I was going. It might have been Taylor, and I was real relaxed, and I was like, I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna chill. And next thing I know, Brian's yelling, "You got one minute!" And I knew I was down in points. I was like, "One minute!" But you, man, but like, you were so chill that day. Like, one minute, I thought I didn't, I didn't realize that was that. great. Like you took, but you, it was to the probably the to a fault. Yeah, to a fault. Well, was, in a sport, yeah, yeah, but dudes like. that's the strategy to fight like I mean everybody wants to say this like that has lost a match or whatever but it's like ultimately we're all probably really training for no time limit situations that's that's what I'm way more into Mm is like and for this is self-defense you got to act that way Mm. 
Like imagine getting so tired you can't defend yourself in a fight or flight situation and you yeah. have an adrenaline dump and you got lactic acid and somebody is beating on you. Yeah. You're going to want to be playing that version of the last tournament, you know? So it's, uh, it, that's an interesting spectrum. And I remember somebody mm-hmm. telling me when I was super early on, they, they said it might've been drink. There's a fine line between complacency and overaggression. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's not even, it's just like, man, okay. I was a little too overaggressive, got tired, overshot my guard pass, whatever it is, or, man, I didn't react quite fast enough and they passed my guard or hmm. I got semi-gate or whatever it is. And it's just a, it's a weird, mm-hmm. it's like a universal. It's just always, always there. And you're always trying to manipulate to be sure you were acting the right way in the right time. So it was yeah. fun. I enjoyed watching McMillan throw people all over the place at every match he had yeah that was that fun was good. That was good except for the last one because he said <laughs> he said yeah yeah, yeah. Well, which what was funny is like in that dude's mind that dude probably didn't know you unless you've been watching you didn't probably didn't know you had a judo background probably thought that he had like an i mean the dude lifted you up all the way off the ground on that tomanagi luckily you ha- did that thing we're talking about what did you say to him when you when he picked you up like that there we go Oh, I, I told him, he, he put me up and goes, man, you got strong, you got really strong legs. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he goes, and he stopped. He goes, I'm just wearing myself out. And I was like, all right. So we, you're not supposed to talk on the mat, I know, but we said some stuff. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm fine with that. Like, I just get frustrated with yourself after the match or whatever. Like, I, I don't, like the bantering back and forth, I actually think that's sportsmanship. Yeah. Like, why I had a problem with that other dude opening his mouth and is basically because he was just swearing and because he was tired and frustrated with himself. And it's like, dude, no, don't bring that out of here. It's like, I actually do like to see a little, like, that's, I thought that, that was really sports. I thought that was sportsmanship. And it's like, I couldn't hear what you dudes are saying, you know? Yeah. I'm not and and then too they put that on the spectrum uh, we had this guy uh, in our association that he gets real nervous when like we have our team competitions and stuff so he talks the whole match and I had a match with him at our team tournament at Purple Belt and I did not appreciate that <laughs> and like talking to you uh, the whole yeah time? like 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 trash talking. And the, so we have our little annual so not team just like, tournament. Oh, that's interesting. Like just narrating the match and everything. And like, I remember at Purple Belt, like I don't really get along with this guy. Uh, I'll tell you another funnier story from the last team tournament. But I ended up sweeping him and mounting him. And this was before covering people's mouths was cool. Yeah. But because it's cool to do now. Now you smother choke him or whatever. But I mounted him and then I just put my hand on his mouth. And I was like stop this like it was like four minutes of him just like and and honestly it was frustrating me like i was like the dude was kind of older strong real strong dude real tense it's like and he's played jiu-jitsu that way his whole career it's not gonna and he's like well, he's probably 50 now it's not gonna be that's not conducive to long long-term play i don't think like the constantly being rigid when you roll I just I, and there's that medium of like man I gotta be relaxed but I gotta be rigid I gotta be able to surf out of the Tomanagi I gotta be able to go with things and rigidity kills your timing mm. but anyway well uh, what uh, anything else exciting from the tournament we want to chat about overall review do you give it what do you give it out of 10 for your experience personally 
I always enjoy AG. I mean, it's I haven't experienced anything else, so it's I don't have anything to compare it to. But I mean, I'd say I'm honestly, it's probably the best in the industry other than the issues we talked about. Yeah, yeah. eight out of ten. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. I'd, I. So like I, I would judge it by what your goal is, hmm. you know, as far as a competitor. Like if I was going to actually talk about it, I'd be talking about it from the perspective of, as a competitor, this is what I'm looking for. Well, AGF fits the bill hmm. for me. It gives you a chance to go out, test your skills against somebody, kind of see where you are, and see how you're faring up against other schools, and then that's that's fun. It's good, and <coughs> pick out some things you need to work on for next time, and start training mm-hmm. for that, and kind of work work your game, so to speak. But I think you know each tournament's a little different. It kind of depends on what you want to do. Like you want those fight to win or those nogi only things. You know, you're going out there to show your show your skills and how dominant you are. That's not something that I don't think I'd be that interested in personally, but mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that's they, they, they like that stuff. But for AGF, I give it a, a real high ranking just because I think it fits the bill for like the jiu-jitsu atmosphere. And I would always challenge people maybe to hit up an IBJJF or hit up a, like a large scale event mm-hmm. where you're going like a nationals because when you go to one of those things, the atmosphere is different. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, so many things going on and like it's just, it's a different thing because you get to and not dissing AGF because AGF, in my in my opinion, is probably the best tournament that I've been to as far as jiu-jitsu is concerned. But I mean, and, and honestly, I would rank them above the. I would. I, this yeah. is going to sound crazy, but I would rank them as the best tournament organization in the United States. Yeah. May, I mean, maybe that I know of, even in spite of any perceived flaws that they have. Yep. yep. Because. I've done a bunch of IBJJS, not as many as AGS, but that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of, in all of this, and just like for guys like you, I'm pro IBJJF, yeah. but like we're like what you're talking about, like the adult division, like that 18 to 30, yeah. that is the industry mm-hmm. of like, you want to go see what the sport looks like. And I will say the master's division is changing more and more because you're getting people, Tom DeBias and all these people that are, they're of that age. And Think about how many, too, like how many of these 30-plus-year-old competitors are still dipping back down into the adult division. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like where they have a, a master's division in Las Vegas for, I guess that's... IBJJF. Master's Senior Worlds. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that'd be kind of cool to go to just to kind of go do, but I think for for me, like the, the next evolution for, for me as a, a jiu-jitsu guy is as you get more rank, you're going to have to go to bigger tournaments. And just to just to get competition, you know, there's a Mike just told me about it. There's an IBJJF coming up in Austin. Let me see what the date is on that. Now, with that, you have to pay a yearly membership, correct? And then only the tournament. I, I believe it's brown belt and above that you have to do the annual oh, okay. fee. But yeah. I could be wrong. They might have changed that. That know. would be cool. Austin. Well, and I think it depends on what your goal is. Like End if of you're January. A hobbyist, and you just kind of want to get out there and test yourself, man. AGF. That's money all right the way there. right in your backyard yep. two times a year. It's great. And then if you want to get a little more serious and start like running, running the roads and hitting the circuit, I mean, there's tournaments you can go to all over the place. You can every even go weekend. to all the AGF every weekend if you want to. Yeah, They're starting to run two t- a tournament in two different cities. Uh, not a lot of weekends, but a few weekends a year. Well, mm-hmm. They're doing like Brandon Quicker will be over in Arizona or something, and, and they're doing one in Missouri. IBJJF does an interesting breakdown. They'll have Masters 1, Masters 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to figure out when Masters 2 is or 3. I don't know. I'm 40, so whatever's yeah, 40, you know. I used to I don't know think it's vaguely. 40, though. It's like, it's, like, it's like an odd one. It's like 40. I think we're Masters 2, but Masters 3 starts at like 42 or 43 hmm. or something interesting like that. Mm-hmm. It's an odd breakdown, but. Yeah. 
So yeah, that and the, the weight classes too. If I could just like, we'll wrap up here because I think uh, it's three oh five. We gotta get you out of here in a yeah. second, but um. I think that uh, breaking that down would, and I'm I'm pro doing this in all combat sports, and it may seem like a crazy idea, but assess this from my point of view. We have a boxing club. We've even competed in judo a couple of times. John's got a judo tournament coming up. There's AGF. There's IBJJF. There's these different jujitsu tournaments. There's MMA. There's kickboxing, and none of that is unified in any way. Hmm. Not even the rules. But um, I'm just talking more like uh, like weight classes. For everything I just mentioned, I, I, I can't remember who's middleweight. Like, I remember middleweight IBJJF 181. Couldn't tell you what it is. I think it's 175 to 190 in AGF, but it's yeah. different. Middleweight and um, mixed martial arts is different. It, it, you know, it, you take and then you get like some will have like super middle, middle heavy. Mm. These The weight classes that don't even exist in other organizations, they call them different things and if we could just unify some things like weight classes, unify some things like rules more across the board. I like some of the stuff AGS done, but converting their nogi over time instead of belt level, when every, like IBJJF does a nogi on belt level. Like, you, oh, you're purple belt. You, you could do all these submissions. You can't do crushers or slicers and knee bars. Can't do that till brown belt. But that's belt assigned. It's like, have you been training four years or five years in the age? You got to like, you got to convert the time. So like literally like this time, cause we train all subs. It was like, okay, Edwin's been training for like a year and a half. Like, where's this card? I got to look up. There's no service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to like figure out what the rules are. Edward's out there going for like heel hooks. And I'm like, can he do this? I don't know if he can, uh, but you know, just cause yeah. he's been training a couple of years. I don't remember when they started throwing heel hooks out, you know, cause it used mm-hmm. to be, you couldn't do, if I'm not mistaken, when I was doing Nogi, heel, uh, pro was when they started letting you do the heel hook, which was four years and above, but they've restructured a little bit since then. Hmm. So I remember I remember I p- did delayed doing leg locks at Nogi for a while because in IBJJF, there are no heel hooks ever, hmm. ever. So that's interesting because you get a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, you have about a 10-year time window before you get it, unless you're just like super gifted and you hit it before then. But to be a pro in Nogi, that's four years of training. Hmm which I would equate to more of like a black belt level hmm. or a brown belt level. I don't really know what their justification has been on going with time on that. But I think, I think pro now is five years and above, but it opens, I will say this because it's not regulated by their gi rank and it's, it leads to cheating. In some instances, people that don't train leg locks will sandbag and compete in the division where they're not going to get leg locked. We had this instance occur with a, a student that used to train with us, and they got suspended from the AGF for one year. Wow. Because I was like, I'd given the student a blue belt three years earlier, and they moved, got a purple belt, and competed in a division under in Nogi where they competed with me when they had their blue belt three years period. They'd moved up a belt, had been training the whole time, and, and it done in like intermediate or something compete it done advanced but competed back in intermediate a division under where they had pre and i was just like here's the screenshots of the tournament in 2015 and this like broke it was a tulsa tournament broke it all down and i was just like there's where i gave that student their blue belt at this at this team thing here's all his dates on everything he cheated this is what your division says what your rules say because it's nogi time thing 
and they chased it down and the the it's like this kid's like 22 years old or something well they ended up trying to like his mom was trying to get him like not suspended and stuff i'm just like dude i'm like trying to get a lifetime ban over here like this guy knowingly cheated and entered a division with white belts dustin filial was in the division and he, he won like submitted both of the people in the division but it's like that's a liability too Mm, yeah there's there are the times so you don't get somebody out there get mauled so well and that's the problem with promotions a lot of times is it's like i think a blue belt's this you think a blue belt's that so you go to a competition and you're like my blue belt's not i think your blue belt i think a blue belt has a fourth day in in judo (laughs) well i mean that too you know (laughs) it's like but due to the industry rules there's there's nothing to be said about but when, your, I was your above, situation. But when I was a white belt, I had to compete at blue belt level because I had a shodan in judo. I have a, I have a, I have a yodan, a fourth dan in judo, but mm-hmm. because of my black belt in judo, I always compete. I've never competed in a white belt class. So I was like just doing jujitsu and I'm like, all right. So blue belt, uh, my first couple competitions, like, all right, you got to go compete at blue belt level. All right, that's cool. So and I kind of agree with that. And I, I, no, it was fine because the competition for me was, was good, you know, because uh, my ground game wasn't, I mean, it was on par with a blue belt, but at the same time, it was it was a good it was a good thing they did, because I think that made it a more even playing field for the people. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, dudes, I appreciate you coming over um, on short notice because we just had oh, the yeah. tournament on yeah. Saturday. It's yeah, always good, good to talk about this stuff right after it happens Absolutely. too. So proud of you, dudes. I know you. y'all got to get places. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. And we're signing off. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, yes, guys. sir. Thanks. Oh yeah. Right Appreciate it, dudes. Oh yeah, man, that's fun. Thanks for coaching us up.